Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, welcome to Private Club Radio. We've got a special guest on today's show. Gary Collins is going to talk to us about the 100-hole challenge. This is actually something that I've participated in. Well, kind of. You'll find out how it went last year for me during the episode. But this year, I am going to try for another 100 holes, all the money going to charity. And it began as, you'll hear, as a part of the Seminole Region Florida CMAA chapter. And it's really evolved into something even bigger now. So I'm really happy for Gary and what he's got going on. And we're going to share that with you in just a few minutes. So if you heard last week's show, you know that I made a pretty big announcement. It was a very emotional episode for me because I was letting you all know that this podcast is going to change in some way, shape, or form. And I'm not sure still exactly how it will change, but I just know that it is going to change once we get to 250 episodes. The biggest impetus for this has been the fact that my wife and I decided that we were going to keep the kids home from school this year, and it was a really excruciating, difficult decision to make. And we went back and forth a number of times, but we just felt that it was worth the sacrifice for both of us because we're both business owners. But thankfully we are because we're allowed to set our own schedules. And as tough as it's going to be, we thought it's just the right decision for us this year. So with that in mind, I just know my time's going to be even more limited than it's been since March and all this stuff happened. My time has been extremely limited, being able to only really work three days a week. It's going to get worse, though, as the fall and winter roll on. And so we we made the tough decision. And and just knowing that, I know I can't promise that there's going to be an episode or a podcast every single Monday. Now, that doesn't mean the show is going away completely. It just means I may change the schedule. This may become a monthly podcast, for instance, We might get a new host for this show. It won't be going away completely, Private Club Radio, but it will change. And so I wanted to let you know, but we're going to enjoy these last 12 episodes we have together in our rhythm of at least dropping a podcast every Monday. It won't be the complete end of Private Club Radio, so I just want to let you know that. All right, without further ado, I'm going to bring it over to my interview with Gary Collins. Hope you enjoy. I'm here with Gary Collins of Master Club Advisors to talk about something really exciting that he's been doing for years, but it's now really hitting the big time, and that is the 100-hole challenge part of Club's Help, and Gary's here to talk to us about it. Gary, how are you, man? I'm spectacular, Gabe. It's always fun to talk to you. I hope uh, you and your family and uh, everybody, all your loved ones are, are uh, healthy and safe. It's a, it's a crazy time. The new normal is not normal. Yeah, it's true. It is. It's really wild. It's going to be really dicey here getting back to school and all that. And golf courses have had it good and bad. They've had a big um, a big rush to playing golf. But, of course, all their food and beverage and weddings and events are all shut down. So it's been a tough time for clubs. It's been a strange time in the club business. No question, play is up. In my own personal club, you know, the, uh, in Palm Beach County here, the clubs were shut down briefly. And then when they allowed them to open up, I was so excited because it was something you could do. Right. And uh, I was busy that morning and I didn't get around to checking in for a tea time until like three o'clock and my club is 
not normally very crowded and there wasn't a tea time for four days. Oh it was like God. every tea time for four days was gone. I walked so, on a Friday. It was like 200 people at the course. I couldn't get on myself. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the, the, the play has been, the rounds have been up, but as you, you know, no July 4th event, no barbecue. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, yeah. this drill right. and resorts, we do a little bit of business resorts. Resorts are particularly been hurt clubs. People can go there and play, but even at the clubs, um, you know, no guests. Many clubs are closed to guest play, of course. And, right. uh, you know, yeah. grandparents who want to bring their children or grandchildren into play are just stuck here for a while. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to get uh, through this. I'm sure we will. We're going to all come out the other side okay. My mom actually got, she's 89, she got COVID-19, but she beat it. She got wow. it very early back in really? March. She beat it. Congratulations. Yeah, that she's got to be one of the few at that age. That's amazing. What a tough woman. Now, I mean, clubs could have taken two routes. You know, you could kind of hide and go into a ball or you could do something. And it's amazing to see the clubs that have stepped up and done things for their community. And it really has culminated here with the Clubs Help Foundation and uh, what you guys are doing for the 100 Hole Challenge. Can you tell us, tell me how this all came about, Gary? Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, this is a great story. It's a fun story. And I love the way you, the lead in you use there. Listen, in difficult times, I say golfers and clubs do great things. These are difficult times. And in difficult times, people have to really step up. And uh, golf always does. I mean, you know this, we've discussed it before. Golf raises more money than all the other uh, major league sports combined. You put NBA, major league baseball, hockey, put them all together. They don't get to half of what golf gets to. And if you look at what happened with uh, Tiger and Phil and the quarterbacks and medalists, I mean, that was fun to watch. I mean, I, I for a golf guy, I mean, I vote and $20 million. And you look at what happened at uh, Seminole with uh, Ricky and uh, Dustin and those guys and uh, Matthew, and, and they raised 5 or $6 million. So you're 100% right. In difficult times, people step up and clubs and people do. As you know, you've been a part of it with me before, and thank you very much for that. We've been doing uh, marathon golf in the Seminole region for uh, nine years now. And in those nine years, we've raised $1.6 million. And uh, normally our marathon golf leads up to a big gala, which, of course, we had to cancel. Yeah. So we were kind of up in the air. Beautiful saying, gala at Boca West. Oh. It's one of the most incredible parties I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great party. I'm glad you got to go from the ice sculptures to the caviar. It's, it's, it's over the top. Yep. And um, at one time it was recognized over five or 10 years ago as one of the uh, premier charity events in the country. But in marathon golf led up, the Seminole region did it in two parts. In marathon golf, we played through April and up until the event. And if you raised enough money, it got you entry into the gala. And so it was a two part thing. The gala canceled and people said, well, should we cancel marathon golf too? And, and, you know, you got to remember, we're now in July. Back in March, we were shrugging our shoulders. We're like, we, I don't know, but you, you can social distance with golf. By the way, there's a guy that's using a new term, physical distance, which I like yeah, better. I like that better, too. Yep. Yeah, because we're socially connected in, in golf, but we can be physically distanced. I, I was thinking we could go forward with marathon golf. And so we were laying the plans, even though we'd canceled the gala, to go forward with marathon golf. When uh, clubs help and this 100-hole challenge thing got going, they started principally because of COVID-19. They, uh, they were trying to raise money to help hospitals, and they did a great job and raised a significant amount of money. And they said, well, wait a minute. You know, this, is, this really has some potential and works. And uh, for a, n- a number of years, I had said to CMA people at the national level, 
you know, we've been very successful with marathon golf in uh, South Florida. And I guess somebody whispered in their ear and said, them, you should reach out and contact this guy in South Florida because he's raised $1.6 million over the last nine years. And so they call me and we have now become a part of their program. We, we used to be, our name was Seminole Region Marathon Golf. For, and now it's Seminole Region Clubs Help 100-Hole Challenge. So wow. we are a part of the 100-Hole Challenge. I love it. Which I, I think is going to be great for all of us. It's going gonna, to be a Go I'm going to try to try to do it myself. I'm going to try to tackle a hundred holes, but for, for those people that have never even contemplated what that could possibly be, can you lay out what that is, Gary? Oh, it's a lot of fun, but you're, you're as, and you've done it. And as you know, um, over the years, I've developed a toolbox and some of the details that were in the toolbox about doing marathon golf would amaze people. It was like, be sure you have a second pair of shoes or a second pair of socks. Often your feet get really exhausted and you get blisters, you know, be sure you hydrate, in Florida, when we uh, we had people who played as much as 180 holes in the old marathon golf, we're only going for 100 now. But uh, the logistics of getting out there and zooming around there all day long from daylight till dark, by the end of the day, you were, uh, you're past exhausted. And uh, Jay, the first year we did it, Jay DBH at Boca West said, oh, Gary, you're too old to do this. And I said, no, I'm going to do it. And it wasn't that painful doing it. But the next morning, I could hardly get out of bed. <laughs> right. So, so marathon golf, for, for people that don't know, it's kind of like you're, it's sort of like a walkathon where you're raising money. People pay you maybe a dollar a hole, a quarter a hole, and, you know, how many holes you can complete. And a lot of people were doing 100. That was the, I got to admit, I got to 72 last year in the, it was the middle of June. And uh, I hung it up at, at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> but this time I'm going to try. We're going to do it in August. I actually have my club booked. Um, they're letting me do it at my club here, Carrollwood Country Club in Tampa. And I'm going to try, I'm going for a hundred. It's going to be the middle of August, which will be pretty, pretty toasty. Thank you for but, participating and congratulations. Yeah. And I think you get special hazard duty pay for doing it in August in Florida. <laughs> I will say as we kick this off and it runs until October 31st, many of the clubs have been picking dates later, you know, September, October 5th, uh, right, you know, trying smart. to get, oh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully get to a little bit uh, cooler window. But exactly as you described, it was play as, as much golf as you can play, and people made uh, per-hole pledges or flat pledges. The first few years, it was almost always per-hole. But after a couple of years, and also some people got uh, bent. They said, oh, I'll give you $10 a hole. You can't play many holes. And the guy would play 150 holes. I'm like, Wait a minute. I want to cap on this. And so they people started making uh, flat pledges uh, over the last few years. But it, it's still done both ways. But you're 100% right. And it does capture the imagination. You know, God, these guys are going to play a, you know, a, a four-day uh, PGA Tour event is uh, 72 holes, you know, and they're playing more than a four-day event in one day. In one day. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, you can't, no warm up. Now, of course, for people that are going to tackle this or going to give this a shot, and we're hoping that a lot of clubs out there decide to come on board with Gary and what he's doing in South Florida and all over the state of Florida, really. Um, but what, what happens is you really can't, you probably can't play everything from your normal tees. You gotta, you gotta mix it up or else it gets boring. So last year we played, I think we played one round from the, from the reds, one from the whites, one from the blues. We, we played with three, just, I actually, believe it or not, Gary, I, we played one round where we could only choose three clubs and a putter. I think I chose a hybrid, a wedge and a seven iron. And believe it or not, that was my lowest round. I shot 78. (laughs) 
everything, everything else was in the eighties. So, uh, but you got to mix it up out there, right? So what are some of the other fun ways people mix it up when they're doing the hundred holes? No question. I think you, people do mix it up and they do all kinds of fun things. And the more fun you have, the more money you raise. I have a young lady at first tee who has made a pledge. She's got this giant pair of uh, clown shoes and she's shown them online. And she says if she gets to more than $10,000 in pledges, she'll play the entire wow. hundred holes in clown shoes. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, cool. That's cool. Yeah. So people come up with fun things like that and, and add to it. And you're right. People mix it up and play from different tees. You get bored. They go to the back. They go to the forward. I will say this. On the hundred holds national program, there's going to be some awards for most birdies and low score. And we've done this as well in our marathon golf in the past. If you're playing in the recreation, recreationally and raising money, do whatever you want. We don't care. But if you're playing in the division that recognizes most birdies or lowest score, you will have to consistently play from a minimum yardage. I don't know what it's going to be, but right. that 63 makes sense. or 65, right. you can play that or go back, but you have to play at least that yardage all day long. That's cool. But the crazy things that people do out there are, you know... <laughs> Yeah, we took a we one round. I think we did it with a, a wooden club. We had to play with wooden. Either actually, you had a chance, you had a choice between a one iron, which I think is behind me, uh, a wooden club, or we had some old like gimmicky infomercial club, <laughs> and that you had to choose on the tee box what you're going to hit with. So you had we. It's fun to mix it up, and it's fun to play the course from different tee boxes. And obviously, your your wife has really um, spearheaded that whole thing around the country with her forward tees concept, putting multiple tee boxes at courses. So if your course has, has the opportunity, it's a fun way to play the course in different ways. No and, question. Um, she is a trademark to name scoring tees. And I like scoring tees where uh, scoring tees is a great name because when you say forward tees or uh, children's tees or family tees, uh, people can find those uh, insulting or good right. golfers can think they don't want to play them. And good golfers should play scoring tees. You and I have had this discussion before. You learn golf course management. You know, you don't always need to hit your driver. Where do you need to be to hit your approach? So right. scoring tees is a great concept. And when you're playing marathon golf or the 100-hole challenge, it's fun because you're going to have to be out there all day yeah, anyway. Right. You might as well try and learn a little something. And I love that you played it with hickory shafts or, yeah. you know, do something different. I, <laughs> I played in a hickory shaft tournament at Pinehurst a number of years ago. And, I mean, we had so much fun. It was just hilarious. But right. I love the f- fun things you're talking about with a 100-hole challenge because the more fun you have, you know, playing with a limited number of clubs, playing with hickory shafts, just doing fun, different things – We've discovered, uh, listen, the more fun you're having, the more money you raise. Right. Yep. And we mentioned your wife. I should tell people who she is, Jan Beljan, president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects and just a wonderful individual and and uh gary's real lucky to have a have a have a girl in his corner like that right <laughs> no question uh, people that know us will tell you unequivocally uh she is the much better half <laughs> you know, she's in a uh, sports illustrated as one of the five most influential women uh, in golf in the uh, world you know yep. i'm out playing man <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome now let's talk about wh- where, where this money is going to be going this year uh what what um what clubs help? You know, what, what have they decided to, to do with this? This is the beauty of this game. Every club that decides to do it can pick their own charity. If you're, uh, you know, the uh, XYZ club in uh, Timbuktu, whatever, when you decide to do this, you pick the charity you want to work with. And uh, 90% of that money stays with that charity. Their tagline has been unite nationally, uh, uh, care locally. So when a club decides to participate, they pick the charity. 
Now, if you're playing within a PGA section or a CMAA uh, uh, section, you know, there's a, a CMAA chapters around the country. In our case, the Seminole region chapter, we've already picked our five charities. So if you play in our region, you're playing for those five charities, uh, George Snow Scholarship Fund, uh, First Tee, uh, Unicorn, Florence Fuller, it's a child development thing, uh, uh, foster care, uh, four kids, and SOS Children's Village. So if you're in a PGA region or a CMAA chapter, they may have already picked the charities. But if you're a club coming on board, you pick the charity. You can pick whatever charity you want, and uh, 90% of the money stays with you. 10% goes to club helps uh, nationally. It doesn't go for bureaucracy. It goes for really good things. They're going to put together a, a national platform. You can donate. You cannot use their national platform if you're a club. Many clubs elect to just charge it to the club account. But when they have their national platform set up, you'll be able to register your team on the national platform, and the national cool. platform will collect uh, uh, donations for you. Uh, it's in the middle of setting all that up and they're going to have some incredible things. They're still, this is all still getting rolled out, but there'll be prizes for the most birdies and, you know, there'll be a lot of fun things in the Seminole region. For example, anybody who plays in this, the team that raises the most money gets a golf getaway weekend to a, a Bay Hill. That's nice. pretty yeah, yeah, I saw Mr. Emery uh, over at Bay Hill put that up. That was very generous. Yeah. Him. Don's, Don's a great guy. He used to be in our region and he, he helps us out a lot. That's awesome. This 100 hole challenge is, is a fun thing, and I think it has tremendous national publicity. I mean, right. uh, national potential. I mean, so any club of, can do this around the country. How about even around the world if clubs wanted to get involved? Is that possible that they could participate? Absolutely. All you got to do is go to the website, uh, Club Helps. Just look, go to, uh, and you can sign up and get all the information on the website. And uh, when we say clubs, I, through CMAA, by the way, this is an important point. This thing has been. I call it the big tent approach. This thing has been endorsed by many of the leading organizations in the club world, Club Managers Association of America, the National Club Association, NCA, Jack Nicholas, Ernie Ells, and uh, more are coming on board. Because when we say clubs, and that's what we deal with, you and I in our work world and what we do, but uh, they're working very closely with NGCOA. I just talked to the director yesterday and he said, it's not official, but he said, I could even say on the radio that they're very close to becoming one of the organizations that endorses this. Wow. So not only cool. clubs, it will be public golf courses who are doing this all nice. across the country. That's fantastic. And even if the NGCOA doesn't, the national golf course owners doesn't endorse, which I believe they will, you could still go to your local public facility and say, Hey, I'll play here all the time and I'd like to do this. You know, go to the Club Helps website, learn about what they're doing. If you have interest in doing this, if you have a charity you want to help, I mean, it's a time you can write your own ticket, whatever you yeah. might be interested in. And that's the best way to get, I think, to get through something like this where we could just, again, be sitting at home feeling sorry for ourselves. We could go do something really important for the world. So make sure you check out clubshelp.org and get involved. Gary, I enjoyed having you on the show, man. That was great. It was great talking to you, Dave. It always is. And I think you're 100% right. I mean, you can either uh, roll up in a ball and hide or you can do something. And I really do like that golfers seem to always answer the call. And uh, I think that is this is good for the industry. I, I think it helps grow the game when people realize, hey, we can do physical distancing and still get out there. We can do the 100-hole challenge in the middle of a pandemic and, and, and help a lot of people who need and deserve our help. 
So thank you for uh, talking with us this morning. And it's always fun to talk to you. And thank you for doing the 100 Old Challenge. Give you a report on, uh, on how you do out there in that heat. I'll let you know how it goes. Clubshelp.org. Check it out. So that's going to wrap things up for episode 239 of Private Club Radio. It's been an honor to share this Monday with you. And I'll catch you back here next time on another edition. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.